Today on episode 21, I interview Devati Parashuram, who is the executive editor of Current Conservation, a not-for-profit conservation newsletter. Welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Hi, Anish. Pleasure to be here. So my first question is, how did uh, Current Conservation come into being? Um, so you probably know this quite well being, uh, you know, considering that you're doing your postgraduate degree in ecology and conservation, but a lot of conservation science can be jargon heavy and also inaccessible for the public when restricted to just research papers and journals. And, um, so current conservation, our magazine was started in 2007, mainly to, translate conservation science for a general audience and um, mostly in the form of research article summaries. But um, early on, we started to kind of diversify the content that we had in our magazine, and that included uh, feature articles, book reviews, interviews, um, and a whole bunch of other, other categories. And in about 2010, we finally introduced illustrations, but that was more to create um, an engaging look and also as a way to kind of show up our stories. And just somehow before we knew it, Current Conservation became this platform where art meets science. And so I would say that in the past um, 16 years, we've really evolved from being a simple newsletter to uh, this quarterly magazine that works with scientists, researchers, as well as artists to tell stories from the field of conservation. And um, uh, CC publishes the latest research, actually, from the natural as well as social science facets of uh, conservation. And that includes uh, topics like climate change, um, environmental policy, human-wildlife interactions, environmental anthropology, like you name it, conservation is very broad and interdisciplinary. So what is your long-term vision for current conservation? Um, well, I think one of our long-term visions, and this is the reason that the magazine even came into being, is to promote public engagement by the conservation community worldwide and also to uh, take our messages out to a larger audience. Um, and through this, we would also like to change the way that people see conservation as something that is, you know, separate from their everyday lives because it's integrated into um, everyday decisions, into uh, policy and, you know, everything that we do does have an impact on conservation. And we would like to get more people to engage with that. Why is scientific communication so critical for conservation? Well, I would say that scientific uh, science communication is crucial for all of science, but especially for conservation, because the research that we do in our field um, is has very important ramifications for policy, for conservation management, for planning. And unless we um, translate the research that people are doing into uh, a form and into language that people 
that regular people can understand, then we're not really going to have that impact. And research for research's sake is totally fine, but in conservation, considering that it is an applied discipline, I think the communication aspect of it becomes all the more important. How can conservationists better communicate their research and projects? Hmm. Um, so first, I'm just going to take a step back and say that, you know, if you are a, a researcher or a scientist who is working in a landscape, and especially if that landscape is not where you are originally from, then I would say that you have a responsibility to communicate your findings to the people that live there and the people that you work with and all of the um other relevant people and stakeholders. So that could include government institutions, it could include local and indigenous communities. So I think primarily you have a responsibility as a researcher to communicate your findings to all of these stakeholders. And that could take various forms. It could be, um, I don't know, like a film screening. It could just be a, sim um, a general meeting where you communicate your research. Um, it could be posters. I don't know. It would really depend on the context. But from the point of view of a magazine and as an editor um, within this magazine environment, I would say that, um, you know, for CC specifically, we look at three things um, and we refer to them as the three pillars. So we look for, so these three pillars are conservation science, storytelling, and uh, visual narrative so when we get a piece, first of all, we ask, you know, and we check, is this based on sound science? Does it tell a good story? And is it imaginative? So there are spaces where you can publish romantic rambles about nature and wildlife, but our magazine isn't one of them because we publish conservation science. And um, we don't want jargon. We don't want very technical language because the goal of our magazine is to simplify the crucial work that's being done in conservation for a general audience. And finally, um, I guess as trained academics and researchers, we do tend to uh, write rather, you know, dry scientific uh, things which are often just a series of factual statements and um, with current conservation we are really really looking for an engaging narrative and um, the second very important thing is just keep the language simple so yeah those are the, the two things in fact one of the categories that we publish it's called field notes and here we encourage researchers who've done field work to write about their experiences. But often what I end up receiving or what we end up receiving is just like a log of everything that the researcher did in three weeks or three months. You know, I went here, I did this, I saw that. And that doesn't make for very um for a very interesting read. Um, and so what we really want from a field note is to understand. Uh, how that experience changed your perspective um, of conservation or how it impacted your research, you know. And so we have very good examples as well of field notes that have done that. And that would be my general advice to people communicating their research. Uh, what role does art have in scientific communication? So I'll start off with current conservation before going into art Um in the broader context and you know I'll say that 
uh, one of the distinguishing factors um, of Khan conservation is our visual design. And all of our articles go through this detailed art editing process to create rich illustrations that amplify the story and also deepen the reader's engagement with the content. Um, and, you know, art is a powerful tool for science communication. Um, it encourages intuitive thinking. It evokes emotional responses. It, um, it engages the imagination in ways that uh, prompt behavioral change and action. And um, an integral part of art-based communications is that it involves a collaboration between scientists as well as artists. And um, this uh, leads to a better transfer of knowledge amongst different groups of people. And we have seen this within um, CC as well, where artists often work with the scientists to produce um, the artworks for each article. And so we like this process of bringing different people into the fold. Um, and it's also really widened the, the audience that our magazine has because a lot of us know about, C a lot of people know about CC only because of the art. And we're fine with that because it's an entry point into conservation. The, the art is the hook here. And then you become curious about the articles that we're publishing. And um, then you start to engage more and more with that content. That's great. So what has been your greatest learning from current conservation? Hmm. I, um, as somebody from an ecology background who's done research and worked in the conservation sector for a few years now, I think um, one of my biggest learnings from working with current conservation from the past two years has been that working in conservation can actually be fun. Um, yes, there is the seriousness and this gravitas that we associate with this field because it's so mission driven. And uh, the cause is really important for all of us that work in the sector, but it's also totally okay to take a step back, be creative, have fun with the work. And I have thoroughly enjoyed that process over the past two years. So how can individuals contribute to current conservation? Um, so uh, CC is an open access, not-for-profit magazine. And we rely on donations and grants uh, to function from year to year and produce the magazine. Uh, so one easy way to contribute to the magazine would be to donate. The other way in terms of contributing articles is to send in submissions. And details of that are on our website. If you go to currentconservation.org slash submissions, um, there's a list of all of the article categories and how to go about submitting it. Uh, uh, submitting a piece. And the other ways are to get involved in our work. If you can, you can volunteer your time and your skills. In fact, um, every year we have about a minimum of 15 interns and um, they are very much a part of our growing community. Um, you can, you know, share our social media content, follow us on social media content, spread the word, get people to subscribe to the magazine, subscribe yourself. Yeah, those are some of the ways in which uh, people can contribute. Thanks for that. That is my final question for your interview. I thank you for your time. It was a pleasure having you. <laughs> Thanks, Anish.